What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. I know there's good touch, bad touch. May, may I? Well, I'm going to HR. Never mind the show. 1081-Demino-Chilini-Atlier's-a-Witness-It's-the-Fan-680-93-7-FM-on-a-Wednesday-morning-into-the-afternoon-Good-Touch-Bad-Touch-Doesn't-matter-what-we-discuss-you-can-
That is the point. Kevin Burkhart, I don't think we'll talk cured meats with him, but we'll talk some Super Bowl with uh, the lead announcer from Fox. He is scheduled to join us around 11.20. I don't know if you noticed this or not. I guess the top of the top Super Bowl suites in Vegas would go for $2.5 million. Yeah, they had said $1.8 million. What's happened in the last couple of days? Well, you get a surf and turf buffet, uh-huh. so maybe that raised the price. I, I don't know. How many? How many people? Because these usually go before you get your tickets. Are these tickets included? Because here's what I think might be happening. I think now they're going, okay, but if I can't get a ticket, but I can get a suite, that doesn't do me any good. So I don't know, $2.5 million, It was literally as of, what's today, Wednesday. Monday night, they said the most expensive suite was $1.8 million. Well, it went up $700,000. A surf and surf buffet with Wagyu beef, maybe that raised the price. I, I don't know. I better be eight days on an island. And a bunch of other things that I sort of have in mind for my two. Wagyu beef minutes. and lobster. That's the surf and turf. You got carne asada fries, which are essentially a fancier way of saying steak fries. Go ahead. Also, seafood stuffed potatoes, which you're not interested in. No. Bacon wrapped hot dogs, which again is over the top. Cheesecakes and your classic souvenir popcorn. Okay. This sounds so stupid to me. This sounds so stupid. I'm surprised to it took you this long to say that. I, you know, you're I slipping. Don't, I don't want to eat all those things, but I could have those things at my home. Two point five million. You got to tell me how many people are in the suite. How many people am I yeah, feeding? I, I don't have that. I'm assuming it's an open bar. And when I say open bar, if I ask for it, you better go get it. We're not just talking about domestic beer in a yeah, drawer. Yeah. No. No. I. I really. I. I want a lot of things for two point five million. I know what I would have said twenty five years ago too. A hooker and a bag of blow. I'm not saying that anymore. It's just probably not even politically correct. And I guess according to stuff, but in Vegas, no, it's but not. in Vegas, you would have got. You would have. Seven hookers, eight bags of blow for $2.5 million. Maybe more than that. I sure. don't know. The uh, get-in price right now, according to StubHub for Super Bowl 58, is $5,300. The average ticket is going for $8,800. That's oh. why you sit at home and you watch the yeah. Super Bowl on television. Ask me how much it's costing me. Nothing. Nothing. They're still putting it on free TV, right, over my dead body, Roger Goodell? Roger Goodell says as long as he's in charge, nothing will be streamed. I have that cut because I just want you to hear the tone of his voice as well. Do we have that right here? Roger Goodell, this is because we read it, but I want you to know Roger Goodell, part of what he was doing, sort of saving his own rear end by limiting the amount of people and you needed an invite. Tracy Wolfson, I don't want to call it an exclusive. I don't know if it was, but she was the one who sat down with him. Here you go. I get the question often lately, could we see a streaming Super Bowl in the future? Well, certainly not in my time. <laughs> I'll be done robbing these people of $40 million a year in three or four years, Tracy. And I don't think they could set it up before then. That's, that, that's what he was telling you. What did he think? He was, he was the gatekeeper? Apparently. He wants people to know, whoa. Let me tell you what would happen if the owner said today, hey, Roger. Apple, they want it, and they want it next year. He'd have to come and sit down with Tracy Wolfson and say, you know, better for the game. And I was going to say, apparently the owners, they don't want it streaming as of right now either. Once they make that decision, it'll change. Put the damn games on regular TV! Because that's the way it works right now. Eventually, you'll hear more people screaming like the Mad Dog. You do understand. Again, I don't know who's got the contracts for the next few years. But if they came in and it was a free agent deal... And a streaming service said, we're going to pay you X amount more than the other guy. The game would be on a streaming service. I have no doubt in my mind that's how it would work. Now, so Roger Goodell playing that card, yeah. that's hilarious that he thinks it's, that he, he's choosing. 
he makes it sound like he's choosing. Well, he said the same thing about gambling years ago, and we know that all changed. So while we're adding things up, the totals I'll, are I'll have in. to confer with my bosses on that. The totals, so you're like a car dealer? Yeah. Let me go check with yeah. my manager and see uh-huh. if I can get you those white walls for free. Terry Fontenot and Raheem Morris used some form of the word collaborate no less than 22 times, according to an article that I read. So that's the buzzword now. Yeah. Well, again, it was the anti-Bill Belichick. It was the, it's, it's the anti-Bill Belichick. We're going to go over the top telling you, no, no, no. Because that also tells you why we didn't want Bill, why Bill might not have wanted us. They're, they set it up. They had 11 days to figure this out. I'm going to also say one thing. Again, I... I it's I, not a crapshoot. I think you read a couple of things on social media. We talked about this, and it was sort of like, maybe we should have. i got to be honest with you. I'm going to pull back on that. We had 11 days to talk about the hire of him. It did turn into talking about what was said and who wasn't there because there were 11 days. I get it. Did you want huzzah? I declare this is the greatest move ever. (laughs) There was 11 days to talk about the hire. It turned into because in part they waited 11 days and who wasn't there and who was because you had a bigger problem with the president being there than me, Mr. Beatles. Yeah, the way that was handled, again, no offense to Greg Beatles, just to have two chairs up there. The, the point was that they couldn't get out of their own way, even when they should have celebrated Raheem Morris. And, and maybe that's why about, we did what we did. We had all talked about whether you liked the hire, didn't like the hire. We'd done that. We had 11 days to do it. This turned into what was said. You just proved it. Somebody counted, counted a word, how many times it was said. And they only said it. They went back to the day that Arthur Smith was hired. They only said collaboration four times the day he was hired. Now, I don't know who went back and researched it, but that's what the article stated from the AJC. So this should be five and a half times better this year Well, this guy. It should I be mean, five if, and a half times better. If you better. want to judge it based on that word, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. I'll do the math for everybody. I'm here for you. It's that simple. Here's Raheem Morris on what excites him about this roster. They've really got a, a, a O-line that's got some real swagger to them. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about the backs that they got. I mean, guys that can touch the ball and carry the load. Kyle Pitt, Drake London. I mean, physical style of players that have had breakout seasons and just looking, itching to get back to what they want to be. And then you look at the other side of the ball, and you got the staple Grady Jarrett coming back off of injury. You got Jesse Bates, who had an all-star just He's phenomenal. He's the roster, season. isn't he? And it is so much fun to go back and watch and come back and see A.J. Terrell develop to what he's developing to. And it's exciting on all levels. I mean, our inside backers, we got length. He's just we going, size, man. We tackle. I love just because he didn't it. say Kyle Let's Pitts the other day? Maybe. Let's get some of the things going with this team. Let's get some teams to get some edge. Let's earn some spots. And let's go out there and go to work, man. Like, if we can play good all-around football, we're going to be a problem. Um, There you go. That's Raheem Morris on this roster. If they play good all-around football. Okay. I think the Kyle Pitts. If he gets all those things, all those components, and and you're right. Maybe he felt bad that he left out Kyle Pitts. I don't even know if he said Kyle Pitts this time. By the way, don't talk about the linebackers. I like linemen. I I, I know. you got to get a little bit better there. I'm not telling you it's the first thing you do. It's not the first thing you need. But to run through the roster, well, let's not forget, this team was 21-30 and 30 in the last three years. And when it comes to quarterback, um, one of the mock drafts out there, I think from Yard Barker, has them now trading up to five and selecting Drake May out of North Carolina. I just want to keep you up to date on the mocks that are out there. They've now had seven different quarterbacks, according to the people who are supposed to be in and out. That might be... Oh, it's seven different quarterbacks. That might be right. That might be an accurate assessment. Now, when it comes to selecting quarterbacks and Raheem Morris and Terry Fontenot, um, 
let's just say it's been hit or miss because Raheem Morris used the 17th pick way back when Mm -hmm. to take someone by the name of Josh Freeman. And he said that if they had the first overall pick, they perhaps would have taken Josh Freeman that draft. Well, that's, again, getting caught up in the moment. Yeah, 25 and 36, never started a playoff game, never made a Pro Bowl. That's Josh Freeman. Then, of course, uh, Terry Fontenot vouched for Desmond Ritter. So is he trying to get away from that a little bit? Because he did say, I saw a sit down with DJ Shockley, where he said, man, eh, we got to be better at that position. So did he just basically tell you neither one of those guys are going to be around? Because I do think there's a chance they get a guy. I hope it's not Wilson. I've been thinking about that. It's for whatever it's worth. Uh, but if they get a guy, will they draft a guy in the third round to be the new backup? I think that's what could happen. If I get an established type guy, I'll go again in the third round and I'll get a guy that I think should wear the hat and hold the board and do all those it things. It could be. I know Taylor Heineke's not here because you're going to save money just yeah. by cutting him. There's no way he's going to be in a Falcons uniform again. Outside shot with the money, the Desmond Ritter could be a backup quarterback. But, yes, there will be a new starter, and it's not going to be Taylor Heineke in every any once, way, shape, or form. Every once in a while, you just got to sort of clean the slate. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what they're going to do with the quarterback position. Anyway, let's hit the bongos, shall we? we got a lot of work. A lot of things to handle today. Putting on my hard hat, Domino. Oh, okay. Your lunch pail today. Huh? <laughs> it's the lunch pail version of Sports again, Talk Radio. And your lunch pail is your rice cake sandwich. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, I eat my rice cakes. Right now, it's, uh, it's my turkey. Pimento spread. <laughs> As we run that jackhammer, Sports Talk style. Patience pays off for Trey Young. That story at 11.50. A common theme continues as far as Georgia's schedule is concerned. We'll go on campus at noon. And a talkative Michael Harris sat down with Chris Domino. You'll hear that conversation around 12.20. Over here. Drop the bricks over here. When we come back, once again, Brock Purdy has the perfect answer for his critics. We talked to a guy that has seen him multiple times this year, Kevin Burkhardt from Fox Sports, about that and more next. It's Domino. It's Cellini. Hand me that sledgehammer. It's the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Terry Fontenot and Raheem Morris used some form of the word collaborate no less than 22 times, according to an article that I read. So that's the buzzword now. I thought no stupid music. You know this program better than that. Domino and Jelani, we do. The Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. SpongeBob fans going to get some great news on Super Bowl Sunday. We'll get to that story in about 15 minutes. But this guy knows what it's like to call a Super Bowl. Big, big. 
big network. He is a big wig, and he joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Kevin Burkhardt from Fox Sports. Kevin, always good to have you on. How you doing? Uh, I'm great. It's good to be back with you guys. It's definitely the first time I've ever been called a big wig in my life. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to react to that. Well, congratulations. Well, the first time forever. Congratulations. Let me ask: If I would have said <laughs> to the guy who was working SNY again, dealing with Willie Randolph, someday you're not going to be on Radio Row talking to people. You'll be the guy they're bringing to radio stations and TV stations on Radio Row. What might you have said? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I would have asked you to repeat yourself, Chris. Yeah, it, it's uh, look, it's been fun, right? I mean, and, and I, I've enjoyed every step of the way. That's the cool part. And, um, you know, I know you guys have, too. I think that's part of this, right? We, we all know how lucky we are to do what we're doing and, and to work in this sports you know, world. You know, it's Candyland, right? So um, doesn't mean it's not hard. Doesn't mean it's not challenging. But I, I think if you don't enjoy this, then I'm not sure why you're in it, you know? Do you get to enjoy the Super Bowl as a fan on Sunday? Yeah, actually, uh, yes, uh, Nick. You know, it's um, it's funny. I haven't, you know, done my first one last year, and that was an awesome experience. And then going out to Vegas for a couple things, uh, including the St. Jude Charity Dinner on Thursday, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but I'm going to go to the game as a fan. Uh, haven't done that in a, while, as a while, in a while, so my wife and I are going to go to the game, and uh, it'll, yeah, I'm going to see it from, from the old fan perspective. I haven't been able to do that in a while. I'm going to also compliment you because the Tom Brady stuff beforehand, I thought you handled it really well. Now that it's sort of kind of here, You've, it sounds like to me taking a little bit of an approach because it is maybe time to talk about the pairing of you, you, you know, you two guys in the booth. Um, was it a conscious effort to not get into any of that until it was time to get into that? Yeah, I, I just don't see how you could get into it. Everybody's different, Chris, you know, but for me, I mean, you know, we, we had to talk about it for two years uh, every week. So, you know, I, I mean, it's not the easiest thing to deal with, but I think for me and for Greg, it's just about staying present and enjoying what we were doing. And, um, you know, obviously both of us are not making that decision or controlling any of it. So we just went out and did what we did and had fun with it. And, and that's it. I, I don't know any other way. I, I think at least me personally, I would have driven myself nuts if I just, you know, kept thinking about how is it going to be or what's going to happen. I think my mindset was, you know, uh, we, I'll, I'll deal with it when we get to it. So, you know, now we're here and, and, and now we move forward. So, yeah, I, I think that has been – that's the only way I knew how. To, it was such a, a, a unique situation. Um, and, you know, Greg and I are obviously really, really tight. And we just said, let's just enjoy it. And whether this is, you know, one year, two years, 30 years, let's just go out and have fun. So Can I ask, I, was, I, was there a moment when you knew, though, that you and Greg were – good at this this was a good booth because you do cross your fingers a little bit in the beginning do you not i i actually this I, this sounds awful but i i actually thought so from the beginning because i'd known him for such a long time um i i mean i've known him since he was a kid uh, i used to i used to call his high school football games in new jersey no joke um so we have a long relationship that goes back so i wasn't worried about chemistry with him and when he first broke into the business, Greg, you know, when he was first, he was playing and he was thinking about, you know, five years down the road in his playing career, he came in and did an audition with me at Fox and it was uh, the best audition I've ever done. Uh, and I've done a hundred of them. So I, I truthfully was never worried with him because we already had built in chemistry. That's the biggest thing is when you're with someone, you know, and I've had a bunch of different and new partners in football and in baseball now, 11 years at Fox, but it's, 
it's about building the relationship and then the other stuff follows. So um, we had that. We were lucky. We had that going into this. And that's usually not the case. Kevin Burkhardt from Fox with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. So you handled that well, similar to Brock Purdy handling the game manager title well. He said yesterday he takes it as a compliment. You saw him up close. I mean, he's going to manage a game, but obviously in the playoffs, especially when they needed plays, he made them. I think it's a load of BS. I mean, I, I, if you don't watch the games and think that Brock Purdy is good, you're nuts. I mean, just like here, here's one thing that I look at among others, but the guy was the best deep thrower in the game. You're talking about 10-plus uh, air yards down the field. He was number one in the league. So it's not like, oh, he's a game manager. He's just throwing it behind the line of scrimmage for Christian McCaffrey. It's not the case, and it was never the case. Um, I don't really understand it. I, I mean, I think it's time to get over the last draft pick thing and just realize what he's put on his resume guys won four playoff games you know already there's there's guys that are great quarterbacks in the league that don't do that their entire career um and i laugh because i think with the 49ers so people don't want to give brock purdy credit people don't want to give kyle shanahan you know coach of the year honors because well you know it's his system and you know it, it should work that way well i got news for you it doesn't work that way if you don't have a great head coach and a great quarterback because Look, they won with Jimmy G, obviously got to a Super Bowl with him. But, you know, with C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins and all the guys that played when Garoppolo was hurt, they didn't win. So I'm just kind of tired of the – I don't understand how you can watch the 49ers and not think Brock Purdy is any good. I, I, I think he's phenomenal, and he was awesome in the second half uh, against the Lions. So uh, that's my feeling on him. So we get to know guys by sound bites usually. So I'm going to go to Andy Reid. Why do I feel so good and happy for Andy Reid that it's gone this way for him? I don't want to be disappointed somewhere down the road, but I kind of, I really enjoy that this this guy has had the success that he's had in the last handful plus of years. I think he's, I think he's just so he's so humble and he's the same guy. I, I you know, look, I I didn't know him back in the day. I wasn't doing NFL games back in the day when he was quarterback coach in Green Bay, right? So I I, I didn't know him then, but. You know, time that I've done it, he's the same guy. And everyone that I talk to, he's the same guy. And you know what? He treats his player. His players just love him. I think that's the biggest thing. When you talk to players and when they react a certain way to a coach or, you know, how, how, how they feel for a guy and how they play for a guy, it was that way in Philly. It's been that way the entire time in Kansas City. Um, you know, I think the thing about him that's so cool and maybe doesn't get enough credit for is, you know, he does these things where – He'll let Mahomes and Kelsey and those guys go off on the backfield and literally diagram and mess with the play like it's like they're playing Madden. And then they, they come to him and be like, hey, you know, coach, what do you think about this? He's like, yeah, let's do it. I mean, how many guys would do that? Like, it's he's just he's just a really good dude who's humble, who loves ball. And I don't think that's changed, whether he never won a Super Bowl or whether he wins four more. Yeah, he, but he did change the narrative of how people talk about him. You know, he had a chance to walk into the Hall of Fame before any of this, but now he really gets to, he gets to skip in there. But I kind of like the fact that he doesn't have to live with the narrative that some guys do. Oh, that guy was good, but he never fill in the blank. I think everyone was really excited that he got one, right? I, I think that was such a big, the big deal when they won their first in 2019, just to have Andy, you're right, Chris, just to have that resume and to have that one. But now he's in rarefied air. I mean, is there? I'm trying to think. Is it four coaches who have who have more than two? Um, if he gets another one, yeah. Um, and Belichick, no, I'm 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 not thinking in that in that space right now. But the bottom line is, yeah, you're right. Like he's gone from okay, great. He like capped his resume. He's got the Super Bowl win. 
to now you're talking about him being the best coach ever. I mean, I, I think that's a real conversation. Um, so um, to do what he's done with two different organizations, uh, it's it's nothing short than remarkable. He is an amazing coach. So it's a sports talk radio cliche question, but I'll ask it nevertheless. How much pressure do you think is on Kyle Shanahan to win this Super Bowl? Blows the double-digit lead as a head coach, 28-3, to as we all know in town, as an assistant coach. Yeah, I think a lot. Um, and he knows it, and that's the thing. And here's the thing. I think here's the, the thing that's playing in their favor that's different this time than any of the last seven years of all the championship games and obviously the Super Bowl lead they had against Mahomes. Um, they, until these playoffs, had never been a come-from-behind team. They would get out in front. They would physical you. They'd you know, just crush you into the ground and usually win going away. Um that Green Bay game was ugly. They they had a tough time. Green Bay was playing great. And, you know, they pulled it together. They hung in there. That last drive, Purdy was great. And Kyle told us that week, because uh, we did the Niners both of their playoff games, he said, we've never won a game like that ever in my time here. Think about that, right? And they had that stat. You know, we had it on the air. They were, I think, 0-30 under Kyle and uh, trailing by uh, more than four points going into the fourth quarter, which is almost hard to believe considering all the wins they've had. So not only did they finally get the first one, then they got another one down 17 in the playoffs. And he trusts Purdy so much. You know, that Green Bay game, he wasn't so, you know, and Purdy will tell you, he wasn't on his game. But he kept going back and throwing the ball and throwing the ball and giving it to him and shotgun, go back. I don't think he would have done that in the past. So I I think as a team, they're in a different space. Uh, They are. Now, does that mean they're going to win? No. And I I agree. There's a heck of a lot of pressure just to kind of get over the hump. He's done nothing but be great, um, really, everywhere he's been, but especially as a head coach. So I think he knows it. But I do think, even though it won't be easy against Mahomes, I do think they're better equipped because of what they've shown the coming back in games, um, you know, because of his play calling and the confidence of the quarterback. And you mentioned calling both of those postseason games when it comes to the Niners. Kevin Burkhardt from Fox with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. You saw it. There was no panic. They were down big against Detroit in the conference championship game, but they still played their game. They never panicked. And and I go look, I go back to twenty nineteen when, you know, the championship game against Green Bay when Raheem Moser ran for, you know, a bazillion yards. Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball eight times. Now they didn't have to throw the ball eight times. But I think uh, I mean they didn't have to throw it more than that, excuse me. But I, I think the bottom line is the Green Bay game was a perfect example. They probably could have gotten to the run more. It's been their bread and butter. We know how good they are at it. And they, obviously McCaffrey did his damage. He always does. But he kept going to Purdy to drop back because he thought they were vulnerable in the secondary. And I just think his trust level, it's no knock to whoever was before. I I just think he really trusts the kid. And and I think that affects his play calling. And I think that's all comes into play here in this game. We'll finish up with Raheem Morris and the Falcons in a second. But I think I read that there's going to be 162 cameras in and around the, uh, you know, Allegiant Field. How much production stuff are you guys involved in? Like, when I hear that number, I go, well, what the hell do they tell the guys in the booth about something like that? Yeah, you know, uh, Chris, you know, last year doing it, obviously I don't know what CBS has this year, but last year doing it, it was so cool. Look, it's not really changing my job with uh, as far as calling the game, but the cool thing is we have angles on absolutely everything and angles that were new. Like I remember we had this camera and I don't even remember how it was set up, um, but we had this camera like on, it was kind of like on the goal line, but a little higher up and on the, uh, when Philly scored the game tying touchdown and then the two point conversion, 
was like this really cool shot. It was almost like an all 22 shot, but it was close enough to the field where it didn't feel like you were far enough away for an all 22. Um, and then Hertz ran it in like kind of near side camera. It was just like a kind of a cool look. You just get all these looks that you don't during uh, any other game because of all those cameras. It's just neat. Um, you don't, it's pretty hard to miss stuff. Let's put it that way with all those cameras. All right. So the Raheem Morris thing, we keep hearing how excited players are. Certainly Mike Tomlin uh, and other people have talked. Sean McVay has talked about him. Your thoughts with him here, if there is such a thing as being able to ask you about fit, and what do you think going forward this that this hire might actually mean for them? Well, to be quite honest, I, I thought he deserved to stay uh, after he was the interim coach after DQ got let go. Uh, I, I mean, I... I thought he did enough there and deserved that chance. And, you know, I know a lot of times, you know, interim coaches don't stick around, right? They, they go new. I and mean, we've seen that time and time again. The Raiders are a perfect example. They finally changed their ways hiring Pierce. But I thought Raheem was ready back then. Um, because, like, he, it's, I just think, and, and he'll tell you this, and you guys know this, he was he was so young his first go around, and he's just not only is he is he you know matured as a coach, he's matured as a, as a guy. Like you know, but we're all you think about that time you know in our lives when when you're young. Gosh, like um, just married you know, with two way, kids. I, just just married with two kids will tell you that you're certainly different at this point in your life. Of course, I mean like here's the deal. Like if I got this opportunity to call a Super Bowl 20 years ago that I did last year, I don't know that I would have been able to handle it. So. You know, I, I, you know, doing it last year at age 49, I was mentally ready to handle it. So, you know, I just think I thought he deserved it back then. I really like Raheem. I think he's a guy that people gravitate to. I think he, I think he did an amazing job with the Rams this year defensively. They were so, so young. I mean, he gave us a quote this year. It was great early in the year. We were doing the games and he was having fun with it. He's like, yeah, basically, you know, we're Aaron Donald and a bunch of guys, you know, and it was. It wasn't a knock, but it was just like all these young kids on that day, and they were, they were incredible, and they got so much better as the year went on. I'm really happy for him. I think it's a great hire. I think it's a perfect fit for him to come back to Atlanta. Um, and as you guys know, this talent there, I, I think there's, you know, they got to figure out the quarterback situation and how they're going to go forward with that. But I, I love the hire, uh, and I'm happy for him personally because, uh, you know, personally, I, I really like him. Um, I think he's going to do a great job. Go back a month ago. If I would have told you Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, and Bill Belichick will not be coaching in 2024, what would you have said? Yeah, that was that I would have not guessed. <laughs> I mean, I, especially Belichick, but I, I don't think, you know, I don't think it speaks as much to you know, Bill's coaching ability, or, or, and I don't think it speaks to defensive, um, you know, guys either. Cause defensive guys obviously got hired. Raheem got hired and McDonald got hired and Quinn got hired. I think it's, I think in today's day and age, it's about control. And I think really there's not many areas now where that, you know, total control situation is really working anymore in the league. Um, you know, so I, I think probably with Belichick, that was that was my sense more of that than anything else. Uh, I think I think you need the head coach and the quarter, uh, excuse me, the, the head coach and the general manager to work together and for the coach not to be bringing in personnel. You know, I think talking a lot about the 49ers are the perfect example, right? I mean, Lynch and Shanahan got there together seven years ago. They're, you know, they're like two peas in a pod. They get along great and it works. Um, and so I think that has more to do with it, uh, at least with Belichick. I'm not sure. And the other guys, I'm surprised there, too. Well, Kevin, it's always great having you on. Enjoy the Super Bowl as a fan this Sunday, and we'll talk somewhere down the road.
Guys, uh, good catching up again. Enjoy the game. We'll see you. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin Burkhardt from Fox uh, on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Well, that's why they use that term collaboration so many times. The collaboration in San Francisco is working. Let's hope, Domino, the collaboration works to that extent here with the Falcons. Yeah. Do I think you need a pro guy? Um, you know, Dimitrov, Thomas Dimitrov said it yesterday. The swings and misses on NFL free agents is too high. You know, you would think, I got five years of this guy. I got five years on film. What are we hiring? You know, what are we buying? Because that's really what it is. Well, we just spent too much money on him. Well, he's not really a fit for the coach who's coming or the one who might be here next year. Now we got four more years of this guy. Uh, so I do think everybody is supposed to have their role. You're ahead. You're in charge of college. You know the, let me ask you something. How many times do you think you get a guy to come into your office if you're the head of college to get it wrong? Like, what do you get? Do you get a swing and a miss? We'll be better at this next year, do you Jimmy. Get three strikes? I don't, I don't know. know. Two and a half strikes? It just seems like, you know what they say. Is it two like a GM gets two coaches? It kind of feels like if you screw me twice. you know I can't trust you. There can't be a third time. I'm not going to buy what you're selling me. Look, in recruiting, when it comes to high school to college, what did Saban tell us? Nick Saban told us, oh, I've had guys who who tell you he doesn't fit our size, he doesn't fit our metrics. But if he comes to me and he's been right about a guy or two in the past, I listen more than... Maybe a guy who hasn't been right a couple of times. What's going to be a good fit for you as a golfer is the Chili Dip Open happening the 23rd of this month. The fan and Bears Best Atlanta putting it forth and be a part of it by checking out 680thefan.com. I want to thank some of our great sponsors, Harris Cherokee Casinos and Resorts, Zero FG Energy Drink, and The Color Spot. Now, if you're a kid or if you're an adult that likes to indulge, mm. imbibe, if you will, had- in addition to the standard broadcast on CBS, we talked about Nickelodeon having their own version of Super Bowl 58, and it's going to be a SpongeBob SquarePants-themed hmm. Super Bowl. So Tom Kenny and the guy that played Dauber on Coach, not really sure how to pronounce his last name, but they are the voices of SpongeBob yes. and Patrick Starr. They're going to be the play-by-play and color team. Come on. That's how it is going Hold to work. Where are they doing this? They are going to be doing it on Nickelodeon. Now, I don't know if they're going to be actually in the stadium, but you're going to hear their voices yeah. as those characters. But I thought I heard that Ian Eagles kid and Nate Burleson and other people were doing it. They're going to be there as well. So it's going to be a four-man booth. That's the way it's going to work. Sandy Cheeks is going to be a sideline reporter. And Larry the Lobster is going to be talking to players on the field prior to the game. So if you're, like, when I was in college, Pee Wee's Playhouse was on Saturday morning. And a lot of guys in the fraternity house would get up and they would smoke up and they would watch it. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of people, you know, dropping gummies, smoking up, whatever it is they like to do as they watch this alternate Super Bowl broadcast. I think college, I think college students are the right age to perhaps just do that. You know, it's Sunday night, 6.30. Hey, let's get a little studying done, and then, you know, smoke a little. Let's watch the Nickelodeon version. When I was in college, I was like you. All college kids were. Nobody slept. No. You'd sleep two or three hours, you were fine. So that's what college kids do. And you always had the gas station down the street to give you the uh, juice it up medicine. That's right. Tell them large marks sent you. <laughs> and I, I think these things are more regulated now. My daughter says, oh, you mean five-hour energy? No. No, I meant something else. I don't even know if it was legal. Seriously, I don't even know if the stuff that we bought at a gas station to stay awake was Uh-oh. Legal. And those were the nights, I'm going to tell you when it happened for us. It wasn't necessarily studying. It was go to the Meadowlands racetrack and have to drive a couple hours to Atlantic City. That's when you, you gassed up, literally. You put it in your tank, and then you put it in your tank. 
I'm not sure if any of that stuff would be legal today. Probably not. We had we had the no dose. It was called. Now who knows? Oh, those what are the pills. Yeah. I mean, who knows what that was comprised of? Right. There may have been cocaine in that no dose. Two capsules. Oh, the red ones. The crazy. <laughs> I mean, those are the ones that there may have been cocaine in there. If you read the ingredients, here's what I so I'm going to disagree. The stuff was too cheap for it to be cocaine. I think it was the man-made derivative, right. which is more dangerous than so, cocaine. Something similar to cocaine that the man-made, which is even scarier. You're right about that. Speaking I do scary, think that the stuff that I put in my body, if you poured it on a car, yeah. People talk about the paint being gone. I'm not sure the metal wouldn't have a hole. A uh, Pennsylvania like man fun. faces up to four years. This is not fun in prison for illegally flying a drone over that conference championship game between the Chiefs and the Ravens. Don't forget the game was delayed yeah. for a while. Well, that 44 was the, uh, year old. What did they call that? Remember, they had a term none of us had ever heard about why the game was stopped. There was actually a term used, and what is that, yeah. an administrative? I think they said something about an administrative timeout. Cannot remember what they said. Maybe that was it. Three felony counts relating oh. to the operation of the unregistered drone serving yeah. as an airman without a certificate and violating national defense airspace. So, again, it's funny until it's not but funny. here's your deterrent. Now the world needs to know. They should announce this at the Super Bowl. Somebody is going to jail for this. We need deterrence. It's why we have laws. Drones may not fly within three miles of stadiums that seat at least 30,000 people during NFL games. So you're right. Much like somebody running on the field, you make an example of this person. Absolutely. So nobody, I don't want to do time, <laughs> so I'm not going to fly a drone over a stadium. Keep it that so, simple. So you go to Marshalls. They do sell drones for like thirty nine ninety nine. You go to Marshalls, you pick up a drone, and now you're facing time. Yes. Because you thought it would be, oh, this would be kind of cool. Except it's not. You got one of those drones off the clearance rack. You know, you go back there, the socks, the belts, the drones. Who hasn't bought something, a gizmo or a gadget at Marshall's? I've, some of my best shopping days have been gizmos and gadgets at Marshall's. I end up buying things I don't need, like, you know. I bought a telescope. Yeah. What did I need a telescope for? You know how many pairs of socks I have? I bought like eight more pairs of Under Armour socks because they were on sale for like $4. I can't pass this by. I had a minute where I thought I was supposed to sleep in sort of real pajama pants. Now, you know what I do? I basically wear them to work. I was going to say, you have them them on on right now. So they are serving their purpose. A day of redemption for Trey Young. Start the clock. Your NBA Minute is next. It's Domino and Cellini. It's the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Well, that's why they use that term collaboration so many times. The collaboration in San Francisco is working. Let's hope, Domino, the collaboration works to that extent here with the Falcons. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Stop collaborating. Listen.
you know the drill. There is a theme today, well, Domino. use that term, collaborations. There is a theme. 1148, Domino, Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. National Signing Day is today, and it really doesn't mean what it used to. We'll go on campus a little past the top of the hour. I want to remind folks that the fan, the locker room, and Sandals Resorts are sending five lucky listeners to a Sandals Caribbean destination of their choosing, including Sandals Duns River in Jamaica, where the locker room was. Five more qualifiers this week. Some winners will be selected next week. Now, listen to the locker room all week long or the remaining days of the week from 6 to 10 when you hear the sound or in the queue to call 404-231-1680. you got to be 21 or older and a legal resident of Georgia to enter and win. So it looks like Trey Young is now a three-time All-Star. He's going to the All-Star game. After all, he said it over the weekend after they beat the Warriors, he would go as an injury replacement. He's a man of his word as he replaced Julius Randle of the Knicks, also Joel Embiid, is out, and Scotty Barnes stepped in as another replacement. So Trey Young will be in Indianapolis after all. There would have been no upside to saying, uh, I ain't departing. And if you don't know, that was a Gary Templeton thing. If I ain't starting, I ain't departing. He said that about an all-star game when he wasn't going to be starting. It would not have served Trey Young, who's got a massaging of his image that I think he's still young enough to have happen. Fans like him. Media doesn't. It seems the coaches don't. He gets a chance to play. I'll go crazy. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get. I have no idea. This game could be 180 to 172. In a game like this, Trey Young has every much a chance to be an MVP as five guys you can give me right now. Trey Young can put on a show, and like you said, I would shoot every time I touch the ball, make some magnificent passes as well. Why not? It doesn't mean anything. Trey Young is now going to get his chance on the big stage. Turn off the GPS and let Domino take the wheel. It's a drive around the sports world presented by Marietta Toyota. At Marietta Toyota, every new Toyota includes our nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty. Family owned and operated since 1975. Stop in for a test drive or visit MarietaToyota.com. It's better in Marietta. I don't know if this is why, but it's a publicly owned company, the Green Bay Packers. So maybe they have to post jobs. Like, there are some companies that you have to legally post a job. Do. Yeah. Okay. Like, Michigan had to publicly post the offensive coordinator okay. position, the head coach position, even though they very much knew who was going to replace Jim Harbaugh. So there was a guy, literally a guy, who wrote in and applied for the job as a defensive coordinator. He got a nice handwritten note from Mark Murphy, the CEO. Now, he was respectfully declined. You're not going to get the job, but he did write him a note. I find that that's, that's how you do something like that. You might as well have fun with the idea that a guy took the time, sent him a handwritten note back. Someone said Mark Murphy should retire as well, and he said, you know, by law, I have to retire by Wisconsin law in like a year, year and a half, whatever oh. the timeline was. So then his so job he, will be open, so I might apply for that right? as the CEO of the Green Bay Packers. Interesting. I think every once in a while, if I remember, during the drive, I'm going to do a question of the day. Um, if you, you remember. Yeah, if I remember. So that means if I remember. Yeah, yeah. So here's my question of the day. The Big Ten and SEC, they now seem chummy. You know, it used to be, wasn't too long ago, oh, we're going to play football. What are you going to do? Oh, you're not? Oh, but now you are? Yeah, once remember. they got a new commissioner, once Kevin Warren yeah. left, everything changed. So they, they seem to be buddy-buddy. They want to live next door to each other. Do you think this is the precursor? In five years, they will be their own separate entity. Certainly seems that way. Is there enough money to make more than the $50 million 
that we hear gets handed over to, let's say, on average, to both of these conferences? Listen, I hope it doesn't happen. I know. But it, it could. It sort of feels like it's trending towards, that's nice what you're doing. We're going to be chummy. We're going to be neighbors. We're going to date, get married, and now we're going to do our own thing. Well, I think that's the threat that they're making. We're going to move out of the house. They're they're telling the NCAA, if you don't handle this NIL thing, we're going to go off on our own and hold our own playoff. We'll be our own entity. Yeah. I think in five years, you could actually have all of the groundwork laid where they are now, as we said, we're moving out of the house. It's not what I want, but again, it could happen. Um, Remember I told you, I'm not sure the Las Vegas, Oakland A's thing happened. Well, the mayor of Las Vegas, because the mayor of Las Vegas has got a platform right now, is still putting forth the idea that, I don't know, she doesn't seem sure either. She doesn't think they want to be there. And she says, if they don't want to be there, then let's not welcome them here. (laughs) She will welcome the A's. After saying the team should stay in Oakland, but it does seem like, again, this relationship is not starting off on the right foot. It seems like they swiped left. They went on a date, and they're not so enamored with each other. All right, um, questions at the Super Bowl. Drake Greenlaw was asked, I don't know if you can hear it, but he was asked, would he get a tattoo of Brock Purdy's face if it guaranteed a Super Bowl win? Would I get a tattoo of Brock Purdy's face? Anyone on your body guaranteed Super Bowl win? Some guys said yes, some said no, honestly. Well, you got to think about it. Guaranteed ring on the finger. Of course, but like, of course I get You would do it? Yeah, I get yeah. You can guarantee a win. He'd put a a tattoo of Brock Purdy's face somewhere on his body. Yeah, just a real small one. Yeah, but then it's Someplace. you're guaranteed a Super Bowl right. win. You're Why gonna not? Be a, you're going to be a champion forever. Much I'd like do your, the same. Much like your tattoo, which, by the way, I think you can get a tattoo removed if you want it. Sure. Okay. But if you do it you know, on your hip somewhere, no one's going to see it. Your hip? Yeah. I don't want anybody to see Brock Purdy's face on my body, but I'll do it. You know what I would tell him right there on my form? You know what that is? That's the reason we won a Super Bowl right there. We got a guy here that works here has a tattoo of Brian Snicker's autograph on his arm. Brian signed his arm. True. And he got a tattooed on him right after they won the World Series. I'm not sure if this was a question, but it seemed to be more of an observation, and Brock Purdy had to answer to this. Here's of you and and, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald circling around the internet right now. People think you just look alike. Did you ever hear that before? I haven't. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. What do you think about that comparison? Uh, Physical comparison, obviously. Yeah. Does he know who Lee Harvey Oswald is? It doesn't sound like he does. Well, there's... I would say, no, I don't like that comparison. He killed the president. Some believe. Oh, you'd go with some believe? That's how I would answer it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he knows who he is. I think the heaven and Hall might be from he knows who he is. He doesn't want to have a down-the-hall moment. Oh, you don't? I don't think he knows. You don't think Brock Purdy knows who Lee Harvey Oswald is? That's what I took out of that. I disagree. How's that going to be political, either side? He shot a president. No, no, no. Brock Purdy, what if he said, hey, man, I'd like to get into that, but but down the hall. No, he doesn't know who Lee Harvey Oswald is. He, or he does, but he had he blanked out at the moment. Do you think he looks like Lee Harvey Oswald? <laughs> he kind of does, actually. Yeah. I don't think he's very happy with that. As you just I'm heard. a patsy. He looks more like Lee Harvey Oswald than Gary Oldham did. <laughs> Look like Lee Harvey Oswald in JFK. You know what? You can say, call me anything you want. If I'm a Super Bowl champion, you can uh, say I look like that. anybody. Not Lee Harvey oh, yeah. Oswald. Well, then there's... How many people do you not want? Hitler... No, you never want to hear. Yeah. It kind of looks... Any serial killer, like, like you look like John Wayne Gacy. I don't think enough people know what John Wayne Gacy looks like, though. I think that's the... I think that one picture with him holding a rifle, or was he, down the hall... You look like Harvey Weinstein. That's one of the jokes in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Jeff Garland, his that's manager, funny. looks like Harvey was Weinstein. Was Gacy the guy who dressed up like a clown, like yeah. a fat yeah. guy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not a lot of people know what he looks like. Though. That one's not so bad. All right, uh, I really enjoyed this cut. This is Austin Rivers 
I'm going to get to the, I, I'll point out the elephant in the room in a second, but this is Austin Rivers talking about Bronny James and what he hopes for for him in his future. He's played well at Sierra Canyon amongst talent and was able to get himself to a school like USC. Right now his numbers don't scream pro, so if he is to go in the draft or if he gets picked, it'd be great to get picked up by a contending team that could help him put him in a situation because he does have talent, he does have basketball IQ, he yeah. has potential. Him going and play with his dad, at this point in his career, just because Bronny's success isn't at a top-tier level, him getting drafted and playing with his dad, it just, I don't want that negativity to come his way because he doesn't deserve it. He's not a top-10 pick. He's not a lottery pick. He's he's none of those things. I was all those things. And then still, when I went to go play for the Clippers, people were like, oh, you're, you're only in the league because you're not. After me being the number one player in the, in the, in the United States. Yeah. So he's talking about the idea of playing with LeBron James. It's a no-win situation. But I'm going to point out the elephant in the room. Who right now thinks Bronny James can play in the NBA other than LeBron? Nobody. Okay. Based on what I'm hearing. Then you know what else I heard? Hey, you want to know where LeBron's going to play next year? Follow the bouncing Bronny. Where he gets drafted, that's where LeBron's going to be. Okay. Now, will he make the Lakers draft him? There are people who think that's not happening. So you're going to tell me that you're going to go where your son is He's drafted. Go back he might home. not be good enough to play in the NBA. Father and son are going back home. So Bronny will watch all the men play, is what you're going to tell me for another year. Cavaliers are on a roll. I'm telling you, he's going back there again. Okay. Like he's to LeBron, Tomorrow? He, if he, tomorrow? Whenever he can get out of this contract, be I'm telling you, tomorrow. he's going to go back home again. All right. My favorite cut when it comes to Brock Purdy, and because it's the guy who said it, I've said Julian Edelman is now good at his job. He's good at his TV job. You know who else is good? Alex Smith is really good at his job on ESPN. Here's him talking about Brock Purdy. Third and ten in this divisional round game. The guy struggled with his grip. Check this out. I can tell you what a game manager is doing. He's throwing it to one of these two guys in the flat. That's, that's what you do. You don't do this with a free defensive end bearing down on you. You don't stand in and not even flinch and then have the guts to make this throw. Wow. Are you kidding me? Over the middle, all this traffic. Third and ten. Your team needs you to make the play. Look at this. Look at the courage in that moment to make that play. It's a big I can tell you, big as the unofficial president of the Game Managers Club, <laughs> he's not allowed in. You don't get to make plays. Yeah, yards per attempt, yards per completion. Top in the, top in the NFL is Brock Purdy's name. 9.6 yards per attempt, 13.9 yards per completion. Did you hear what the man said? Mm-hmm. I was a game manager. And you're not in the club. I'm the game manager. It's I get to break. decide, and it ain't him. Right. So that's a great cut. Echoing what Kevin Burkhardt from Fox said with us earlier. Coming up, well, let's just say at home or on the road, the song remains the same for the dogs. We go on campus next. Amino Cellini, the fan 680 and 93.7 FM. I don't know what you mean by that. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.